perfect to me is kind of a cabinet of curiosities of all the folklore and ghost stories and, and strange interesting places to visit in Norfolk. Weird Norfolk to me is like an encyclopedia of oddity. Ghosts, UFOs, hauntings, amazing stones, folklore, magical stories. Weird Norfolk to me is about the preservation and sharing of these stories and the importance that that has in our tradition locally and nationally. My name's Shifra Connor, I'm the curator and researcher for Weird Norfolk. And I'm Stacia Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk. And I'm Richard Fair, the producer of the Weird Norfolk podcast. Today's Weird Norfolk podcast is about Dame Armin's carpet. So, while they were essential to an enchanting Arabian night, magical carpets aren't just confined to folklore and far-flung lands. In Norfolk, the thread of a story of one such carpet and its Tudor home has been embroidered through the centuries from the 1700s. Just outside the seaside town of Hunstanton, the town's hall was the home of the Lestrange family for centuries, there are gothic battlements, an orangery, pleasure grounds, a terraced walk and a magnificent coastal cast-owned mansion. And there is also the ghost of a grey lady whose wrath was incurred by the destruction of her beloved Persian carpet. So we're not telling the whole story as we normally do in one go because otherwise we'd be we here We would for be here forever. It literally took two sheets of, pe- of my notes it's a long and, for just the story. And, so it, and could you just rewind and go back to my brilliant intro? It's beautiful. Because it is beautiful, yeah. To be fair, you would have been a bit annoyed at me because when I'd written this up, I'd most off? of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know what? It's just because it was so long, I was trying to like... Would you paint <laughs> out the face of the Mona Lisa? No. So don't be doing... That, that, is, that is art. So, okay. who was Dame Armin Lestrange? Best name ever. It's an amazing name. Lestrange. I'm hoping that Armin, it's not Armine. Armine. We're going to go with Armin, and, and if she wants to come back and let us know that that is wrong, then feel free. That would be fair enough. Because yeah. when people get our names wrong, yeah. which is like all the time. Just quickly, Shafer, give me your best. Shaniqua. That's amazing. Might... It was really embarrassing as well. <laughs> So she was Shaniqua and mine is Stargadriggs. Stargadriggs. That should be like your pen name. It's like my Clockwork Orange name. It's somebody sent me a parcel from a PR firm, and it was addressed to Stargadriggs, which is yeah, it's going to be my um, my new name when when after the Armageddon. That's what I'm reinventing myself as. So, um, Dame Armin Lestrange, she lived at Hunstanton Hall, which sounds amazing, although I've probably embroidered it a bit. Oh, um, I've seen pictures of it. It is actually really beautiful. Is it? Yeah. We can't, it's not open to the public, No, it? it's private residence. Lucky. Um, I know. I think it's like flats. Oh, not so lucky. Um, she lived in the hall in the mid-18th century. She was the lady of the manor after her brother Henry died childless, which of course was the only way women got anywhere in those days. One interesting thing about her, though, that I noticed is it. I don't think she changed her name, her surname. She stayed a Lestrange, so that's the family name. Her husband, I think, was like Mayhew or something like that. I'll see if I have got it written down somewhere. But she was the Alpha. Yeah, so she like she kept her name, name, which was brilliant. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's 
I mean, they really cannot have been Style a male women. heir, can they? A- anywhere to be seen? Because I know at Holcomb, it was a cousin who who mm. inherited. I well, think. Well, that's it. Someone did. She had children, but her brother didn't. Didn't. Yeah. So, for her to have become the lady of the manor and to be in charge, they really can't have been anybody because no. they literally dredged through. They would go through. for anyone yeah, else. Apart exactly. From her, even basically. even illegitimate, they yeah. would go for anybody. Yeah. So she was already a, a kind of a bit of a one-off, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. And uh, she had she had some some quite she was quite set in her ways, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, sounds things. like it. So yeah. tell me a bit about her. So she. Um, I don't know where to go, really. I don't know where to go for her or this story. I think I'll go for the story a yeah. little bit. Um, so it sounds like, to me, it sounds like she may have been a bit of a hoarder. <laughs> Just a bit, maybe. Um, but of nice things. But of nice things. So the yeah. hall used to be filled with, you know, treasures, um, leather-bound books, um, you know, a, a massive library, uh, precious jewels, um, silks and velvet. Sounds amazing. Silverware. Uh, this is like my house. And this was like in every room. And yeah. she collected rarities from all over the world. She owned this beautiful carpet, which had been presented to the family by the Shah of Persia. And it was really, it says here, it showcased the exquisite talents of the weavers of the Far East. So you get this like feeling that it was like, it was really beautiful. They were peerless in in carpet making mm. they were in you know those persian carpets still they're really expensive oh my god i mean they're incredibly we, we expensive no they are absolutely stunning and they would have had colors that you just wouldn't have seen mm. and designs and endless hours of, of i was about to say man man hours mm. woman man mm. whoever hours and they were kind of Absolute works of art, weren't yeah. they? So I can see why. Yeah, I can you... see why she was yeah. so attached to yeah. it. Um, how unfortunately, her son Nicholas uh, was it here? It says here a feckless gambler, mm. <laughs> and um, basically because of his gaming habit, habit, he sold loads of stuff from the hall mm. and. She could kind of tolerate the loss of most of the stuff, but she was like, "This is the one thing." Yeah, you that do you not cannot. Touch. Don't touch my rug. No, leave it. <laughs> leave it. <laughs> um, um, she died in 1768, and the one thing she like made her some promise was that the carpet would remain in the hall. Um, she said, didn't she, that she would watch the progress of the carpet from her new heavenly vantage point, and if he broke his promise, she would return with ghostly wrath. She must have been a bit of a tyrant because yeah. he, he kept that he promise. He did keep his promise, so he must have actually been genuinely like... Yeah, because if this is <laughs> something... Because most of, of the gamblers I know would have literally sold her yeah. and then any, you know, a teeth, everything, if it meant that they could go to the gambling hall. So... She must have been terrifying. Yeah. He must have known she meant business. Yeah. So he he locked it, didn't he? <laughs> he like went to this extreme yeah. to stop himself. Yeah. He, it. he nailed this carpet into a wooden crate so that if he got drunk, he wouldn't forget his vow. Although if you get that drunk, you'd just leave it out, wouldn't you? Yeah. But anyway, but maybe it sounds like it. he hid it as well. Like so, he boxed it up. Put it into like some yeah. remote part of the hall, and this is a, a good size. Mistletoe bride, yeah, isn't it? It is actually. I did think that. Yeah. Um, 
And he died in 1788. So only 20 years after Mater. Yeah, it's quite sad, really. Yeah. But then I suppose if he was drinking and... What, are you saying he deserved whatnot. to die? No, I just... His health was probably not judgment, like... isn't it? <laughs> probably not that healthy. I bet he had gout. <laughs> it was cold in those halls. Um, and after he passed away... That they didn't know it, the, the location. Can of you the imagine rock. having a house so big that you have a nailed shut chest, and it took a hundred years for this to be found? Yeah, that is some bad housekeeping, <laughs> isn't it? But On then I suppose if the house wasn't particularly cared for, if he wasn't that bothered, and he was drunk when he well, this is a hundred years it took. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, fair enough for him. Yeah. But presumably, one of his children, or one of the grandchildren, or one of the other children inherits it. At what point would you not think... I'm, I'm going to... Well, to be fair, if you or me moved in somewhere, yeah, the I first thing yeah. we would be doing is like looking in every single... Yeah, for the mistletoe bride. <laughs> so what happened after 100 years then, Stacia? <clears throat> so a new American mistress of the hall arrived in Norfolk. She married Haman Hammond, Mr. Lestrange. Lestrange. And she was keen to put her own stamp on the Tudor mansion and began renovating the hall, which is in itself slightly concerning, mm. isn't it? I, I felt my I felt my guts clench. Mm. Don't be renovating a Tudor mansion. No. Don't be putting in plastic windows. It was here it's been untouched by human hand for decades. So I wonder after Nicholas passed away, like it was empty. I, I couldn't I did have like look into it a little bit, but I couldn't really find very much about it. So this would have been in the late eighteen hundreds, yeah. then presumably yeah. when they move so in. Eighteen eighty-eight. So kind of Victorian times, mm. which is when they did do a great deal of of, of renovation. Mm. So she is. It says here discovering rooms that have been left untouched for decades. So presumably, I guess if the family fortunes were in a perilous state, if you've had all your treasure sold off by a gambler if there isn't much money in the coffers, mm. then you suddenly have a huge haul and not much cash, don't mm. you? So you can see why it might have been left. So she fights through the dust, the cobwebs and the nails on an interesting-looking wooden crate and found it contains nothing of note, mm. just a dirty old carpet unfit for purpose. Mm. And she's a nice lady, yeah. it seems. Actually, I think she sounds nice, just from this little bit. I don't, I think... I think I might have... So what she does is she arranges for the carpet to be cut into pieces that she then gives to the poor of Hunstanton. I've got a few problems with this. Firstly, have it cleaned first, possibly. Yeah. I think you might notice that this is a Persian carpet. Even yeah. if it's a bit dusty, get and it cleaned. And then all give a dirty rug to someone, isn't yeah. it? The most... I'm no, sure they'd appreciate, this, like, some food I, or... No, you really like, shouldn't have. No, really, you really thanks. shouldn't have had. Um, so, so, so she gives to the poor, rather than but something she useful... Well. It wouldn't it be better to give them some food? No, but she meant well. If someone came to your door and knocked and said, "I've got, I've got this rug, and it's I've cut it's it, really from, dirty. I've cut it from a haunted, haunted carpet," she you'd didn't take know that like a though. shot, she wouldn't you? She didn't know it was haunted. You'd have that, wouldn't you? So, um, so she comes home like full of herself a bit, isn't yeah, she? She's replete like, with goodwill. I tell you what, I was on you fire are, that yeah, day, that wasn't I? Were. Replete you with goodwill. Um, she was surprised because upstairs in the window, who was there? An older lady, grey, angry, unmistakably one of her husband's relatives with Lestrange features. I wonder what that means. Mm. You've got Lestrange features. <laughs> 
And she was surprised to find when she got home that there was no visitation from mm. a Lestrange matriarch. It says relieved she went to bed. So she she'd must have been rather like thinking, see, oh God. She'd rather see <laughs> the a spirit coming. than the mother-in-law. Yeah, amazing. I was thinking that. Would you be relieved if you found out there was no one there? Oh, right, okay. It's yeah. just probably a spirit who I've really annoyed. Um, um, go on. So they, they went to bed that evening and they were disturbed by pacing footsteps outside their bedroom door. Um, Hammond would Amen. went hey, Hammond went to see Amen. who was there, but could see nothing. And as he climbed back into bed and snuffed out the candle, the footsteps then restarted. Um, Emmeline came across a family portrait of Amin, and she immediately recognised her as the face she'd seen in the window. Um, at which point, Hammond told her the family legend about this carpet. So I'm wondering if he didn't actually know what she'd done. Yeah, because you would be a bit, you would be a bit pissed, wouldn't you, if he, if you find out that the yeah. a she's crowbarred open the box full of haunted, yeah. cursed rugs, and b because he probably could have told her straight away yeah. the story. If she Why said, would oh, you I not found tell this her? Massive Why would you not say? So your other half says, do you know what? I, I I'm a bit bored of these um, beams and wattle and daub. I'm going to knock it all down and put in some new PVC. And you might say, oh, can you just not touch the haunted... Yeah, um, if you find a carpet, just, just leave, leave it. it. Leave it. <laughs> to be fair, we would have told our partners if we'd found it, and both of them probably would have rolled their eyes, said, yes. you're not keeping that. <laughs> and would have been like, yes, we are. <laughs> and also, to be fair, if we'd met our partners, that probably would have been the first thing we told them yeah, we within five minutes. <laughs> We've got a haunted carpet. What have you got? It would not have been something that you'd have got married and not mentioned. Yeah. Would it? That would have been quite high on the list. Yeah. It would have been first on my list. Yeah. We've got a box with a carpet, and if you touch it, we're doomed. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so she, she, even though, even though she had seen the dead relative at the window, she was resistant to the tales mm. of sorcery, which I have to say, that just suggests to me that she's not very bright. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Don't you think? So, but anyway, when the haunting continues, she finally has to bow to her husband's pleas. And <laughs> <laughs> so she goes back. So she's given the poor a pretty rubbish gift. Here's, here's my filthy rug cut into places that will now fray. She then goes back and says, I want it back. Doesn't she? Yeah. Um, although it says she, they, they were then given new ones. So I suppose everyone's a winner here. Yeah, so really. they do get new rugs. And also, it's very sweet of the poor not to have just immediately put... Because if I get a present I hate, I'll get rid of it. Mm. You know, as if there were no... Maybe that, well, I don't know. But you, or you put it on the fire. They or might something. have like, put it for the dogs or something. So they got it back. Um, I, had this fee- I had this idea of it last night. I was thinking about it. And I, it would have been even better... If the rug had put itself back together. Yeah, could you imagine? So she yeah, laid it of, all out yeah. and it just went... And it marched from the poor's houses through Hunstanton yeah. back to the hall. And no. then... That, in my cartoon of this, yeah. would be what happens. And then she like went into the room and it was there again. Yeah, and she's like, oh, here's another rug. And she cuts up again and it keeps happening. That is copyright to us and that is our film. So don't yeah. do it. But yeah, so she she takes she she gives and she taketh away, and they get nice new rugs, and the old carpet is made complete. But was it in time? No, it was too late. <laughs> too late. <laughs> Dame Armin's last wish had been ignored. 
She can still be seen wandering the hall today, lamenting the loss of her beloved carpet's unsullied beauty. To be fair, it, it's kind of... There's, there's lots of questions with this, isn't it? Why did she get so mardy about a rug? Yeah. Even if, if it's a real... You know, do you think it's principal? I've got like, a really nice rug. <laughs> I've got many nice rugs and carpets. I bought... I was going to bring it with me, then I thought this is not... Um, we have, I will maybe share a picture of it on Instagram. Yeah. But um, I... Whenever a relative of mine dies, um, I buy something, because <laughs> that makes it better. Um, I always buy something, if I like them, to remind me. So if like, someone I love dies, I will buy something that day. It doesn't have to be big, yeah, it could be small, sense. just so that I've got something for that day. So at my mum's funeral, I bought a picture of a magpie. It is a dead magpie, but kind of one for sorrow. Yeah. It's beautiful, really nice, an old picture. And when my nan died, my mum bought me a, a vin, uh, kind of antique fortune teller's carpet. It is amazing. Quite small. Um, and it's got kind of, it's got palms on it. It's got stars on it, moons on it. It's absolutely mm. beautiful. But I wouldn't come back to haunt you if you did anything to no. it. I'd be a bit annoyed. Yeah, I do wonder with like these kind of haunted objects, how they become infused with the haunt, you know, how... Although this isn't kind of a haunted object, the the haunting happened after it had been removed. So, I don't know, haunted objects are strange. I I read a theory about... So there's obviously the theory that buildings can absorb energy, and so they play back these emotional things, and that's when you get the, the ghosts. But I feel like an object... In theory, an object could do the same. So it absorbs the energy. And because she was so... She loved this carpet so much, it has absorbed her it's energy. It's very but weird, though, isn't it? That it that this Because it's so often a somebody comes back because they were wronged. Well, mm. I, I understand. But you would hope that from the afterlife she would see yeah. that this woman... It's actually it, nothing to do... The, the, the wronging is nothing to do with her. And she wasn't really wronged, was she? I mean, no. I suppose if you maybe her ancestors should have pointed it out but the lady who did it albeit it is the most rubbish gift of all time mm. to have a really horrible so it's like having something it's like there being an Aston Martin it being blown to pieces and useless <laughs> and you being given like the, a brake pad <laughs> here's an Aston Martin brake pad poor person, enjoy that, goodbye I'm, she was obviously quite out I'm now touch. replete with goodwill Yeah, I did read that she was from Boston, Massachusetts was she? which mm. is quite exciting so I, I kind of think this says more about her and the fact that she probably just wanted to come back and be vengeful. Yeah. Because if the, if the only thing in your life you have to be passionate about, it's more about her will being... Although then she let other things be sold yeah. by her it's son. A, it is really strange. And, and it's hard as well, like, trying to figure out what she was like as a person because I did some research, as I always do, and... I could find nothing about her as a person other than she married Nicholas Stallman in 1720. There's stuff about him, which is quite interesting. He was a collector of anecdotes. Was he? Like us? Yeah. And uh, he published a collection of anecdotes which he entitled Merry Passages and Jests. The the original manuscripts is now in the British Museum um, and the anecdotes dealt with domestic, historical and biographical topics but the majority are remarkable for their coarseness. I know. 
Um, Did you find any? They number 600 in all. 141 of the more decent of them were printed by the Camden Society in 1839. So it's like under the and, counter And I actually stuff. have found the book, so I, I can share the link. Ooh. I didn't really have loads of time to go through it. There was one about witchcraft. Was there? Yeah, which is quite good. You need to be careful reading that kind of material. Yeah. It'll turn your head. It was, uh, I, I couldn't find any that were particularly coarse, but it was actually really interesting. But then, so that made me think, he was probably quite a interesting guy you know and like i can he, he was went to a lot of parties and a lot of events and i would imagine she would have gone with him was she just like i suppose on the other hand used to go with him because she just wanted to be with her thing her rock um <laughs> on the other hand people who know lots of anecdotes are often like really deeply tedious aren't they that because they, they just, just want to tell, to tell their them. anecdotes and they're just waiting uh, to tell them over and over again so Maybe, maybe, maybe a, a, a carpet that doesn't speak in preference would be much better. Yeah. Well, you did proper research. I found a cursed cat fur rug in Florida, oh. <laughs> which is sometimes referred to as the sacred cat rug and has the claim on the title of oldest rug in the world. So it How is... I don't know, but it's, it's made of cat hair, funnily enough. And it came from Egypt and from a tomb. And, yeah, entirely out of cat fur with a stylized cat on it in the middle. And when it was sold in 1913, it also included a mummified human foot. I don't know why you're turning your nose up at that. Well, apparently it's cursed, but there doesn't seem to be incredible. There's a curse attached to the rug. Um, if you step on it, this is a bit of a problem with a rug. <laughs> if you step on it, you'll die. Oh. Mm. How long? Like immediately? Um, shortly after. Okay. Shortly after. Um, whilst it's unknown if this curse is true, and nobody wanted to step forward and give it a go, uh, when it was last restored, a dead cat was then found stretched out on the front steps of the museum. It's 2,400 years old. And, um, yeah, don't stand on it. So it was taken from a tomb. So anything taken from a tomb is cursed, yeah. isn't it? Any, that's, that's 101. Do you think this rug might have had some magical properties before well, it got to own. her? Like a magic and carpet. And so, so that's why she felt really attached to it, because maybe it had some kind of enchantment on it. Yeah. And it captured the spirit of whoever it belonged to. Well, maybe to. it was just really nice. Like, really, really Unless it was nice. a bit like... Aladdin, and instead of a genie and a lamp, it was Her. a rug, and she's like the genie, and because it got opened, she So was maybe she'd grant wishes. There are no contemporary reports of hauntings at that building. Which is surprising. Mm. There was a big fire there in 1951, which destroyed the wing to the north of the gatehouse, so whether that was maybe... I wonder if the rug's gone. Well, the rug could be completely gone, but also if the area that she haunted... Because I did find a bit that said where she haunted. Where did I find Is it that side? Well, the trouble is it said uh, there was a sewing room. Oh, oh, actually, I found a reference to the specific location that she haunts, the needlework bedroom in the gatehouse of Constantinople. So it is there. So it should still be there. And when did it become flats? Do we know that? Oh, no, I didn't check. Probably that. not at that point. Not that long ago. So this would have been destroyed. Mm. 
So if it's destroyed entirely, maybe, maybe she is too. Maybe that's gone. Maybe it's gone to... It's yeah, gone. so for anyone living out there, unless you have got some stories you want to share with us, as far as we can tell, she's not there anymore. Mm. And if you find a Persian rug that looks like a patchwork... Yeah, just leave, just leave it. Leave it, it in Hans Stanton Hall. Don't but send us a picture it of it. Yeah, don't cut it up and give us a piece. No, we don't want a piece, that's no. fine. I'm not that bothered about a bit of wood. I'd like a pop of wood. Weird Norfolk is brought to you by Arch and Podcasts. For all advertising and sponsorship inquiries, contact matt.withers at archand.co.uk. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant.